0: with coach uh, late last night about his decision and you know he he seems really good with it and he wanted he wanted to do this on his own terms and th- this seemed like the best way to go about it and you know I, I I asked him pretty much straight up you know why now you know and ownership and and, and coach they, they have a great relationship and the thought of perhaps Tom Brady retiring and then having their head coach retire would have been a lot for that organization all at once, right? Their star quarterback and their head coach gone. Um, and I think for him, he just felt like the time was right.
1: Is that Jen Elaine? It is. Friend of the program. She's still a friend of the program? Or... Is that Jen Lane? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm asking Casey. Are you I sure? think it is. I don't think so. Oh. Is uh, it Diana Rossini?
2: It was. Ah. My, I just decided right off the rip that it was And I, I, I thought it was Jenna Wayne for sure, too. I mean, she stays busy. Um,
1: Bruce Arians, go to the front office. Todd Bowles is the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, talking about new stadium in the first hour of the show. I think it's uh, kind of a fun thing to talk about. It's not my money I got to spend <laughs> yet. Yet, yeah. <laughs> Keep that same energy, uh, you know. When stuff uh, gets proposed. Yeah, it'll be real. I'll, I've, I mean, again, I don't dive into the numbers part of it uh, because I think that's a little, that's so far off. Well, not so far off, but a little far off. And also there's going to be heavy debate about that. But I, I am interested on the heels of the Buffalo Stadium where the NFL kicked in money, the state yeah. kicked in money, the team kicked in money, the uh, city kicked in money. I mean, I was like, wow, that's, I didn't realize that many people were going to kick in money for that. Yeah. But, uh be interesting one, one other note about the stadium i left out they still have to be pretty flexible now while they do this thing with florida georgia georgia florida whoever you root for mm. because that's that's a game and i give the jags a lot of credit for this they haven't thumbed their nose at that game they've put their arms around the idea that other events are in and that's a big deal for the city and and it's not like they've been on the 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 point of view of hey send it back to gainesville or or athens you know And I'm not saying every ownership group would have been, but you could, Mm -hmm. right? And it could be a sticking point. We have not seen that happen. And I think the Jags have tried to do everything they can to still renovate stadium or upgrade stadium or the viewing experience, but also keep that game in mind because it's such a difference in the uh, total capacity. Oh, between it's, that I mean, game versus like a normal NFL game, and it's great for the city, obviously. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a lot of money that gets generated through that weekend. A lot of money, weekend, uh, so. a, lot of man, a lot of identity, uh, everything else that goes along with it. Let's get South Beach Gary on the line. Are, are we going way off topic here, South Beach Gary? What's up, South Beach?
2: Hey guys, yeah, I'm glad MLB finally came to its senses and went back to nine inning doubleheaders. That seven innings was a joke. Uh, I think I think awesome. you're wrong. By the way,
1: hold on. Don't say anything else. Nope, I, nope, just nope, nope, the, I just said this. I just said this on the update. I think it's stupid. Like, you should go seven innings. Like, they should play seven innings. They should continue to sample seven innings. Because I think there's a day and age that we get to where screw the Robo-Ump's and everything else, and we get to maybe Major League Baseball games like almost every other game growing up as a kid that's seven innings.
2: Hey, Brent, this is MLB, not their women's softball. (laughs) They play nine innings, the big boys. Hey, Austin, with wrestling's biggest night coming up these next two days, do you predict any... uh, all Changes and give me a wrestler to uh, under, underrated it for his career in your mind. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I'm glad you asked, off, bitch, guy, because we're gonna be breaking that down tomorrow. We're gonna have our WrestleMania predictions. I'm um, gonna tune in for mine. It's it's gonna be the most stupendous uh, WrestleMania prediction show on uh, the ESPN circus. So definitely check that out. Brent's just gonna guess, you know, winners based off their pictures. So can't wait for that one. Tune in. Um, as far as I think he said uh, any belt changes, things like that. Is that what he's? Yeah. So here's the thing. The most underrated wrestler. Yeah. All right, South Beach. So real quick here. I I understand that Triple H is walking away, and it's a big thing. And he happened to do that around WrestleMania. Now, I'm not saying I'm, like, wearing a tinfoil hat or anything or, or I'm trying to be a mark. But I think what's going to happen at WrestleMania is that Cody Rhodes is going to come challenge Seth Rollins. Obviously, they're setting that up. I think Cody Rhodes beats Seth Rollins. And then I think Cody Rhodes, after the match, makes a statement and calls out Triple H out of retirement. Because if you remember how Cody Rhodes went into AEW, his very first appearance with, you know, Double or Nothing, he took a sledgehammer to a throne, which was a, a cheap shot at Triple H. So, like, that story, in my opinion, has been brewing and brewing for a long time. And I think Cody Rhodes is coming back for a big reason. I think he tries to call it Triple H out of retirement for one more match for Triple H. So that's like my big prediction of what's going to happen in terms of like a, a shock value kind of thing. Most underrated wrestler of all time is a great question. Um, I would, I mean, honestly, if we're, if we're being 100% honest, and if you're not like a, a diehard wrestling fan, I think Kenny Omega is still an underrated wrestler. Just from the standpoint of, I think he's the greatest wrestler um, in the world. And he, you know, yeah, he, he gets the love from AEW and like that. But I think on a, on a world basis, I don't think Kenny Omega gets as, as enough love as he should in terms of evolutions of character, his time in the Bullet Club, um, fighting, obviously wrestling in New Japan. Uh, I feel like Kenny Omega has been the best for a, a long time, a.k.a. the best bout machine. And I think he doesn't get enough love as he should.
1: And by the way, let me just jump back at South Beach, Gary... He can talk about seven-inning softball games, but I would say the ratings for college softball have been very well-received Yeah. in the last couple of years, going up maybe even more so than my beloved baseball at really? times. Okay. So
2: in terms show me of the growth and show everything me the else, car- Okay, I'm going to say show me uh, the Carfax.
1: Uh, so I was kind of looking them up, but I haven't got to them yet. <laughs> yeah. um, so may okay. want to learn a little something. Well, wow, baseball gets boring and snoozy, and we got to change every rule instead of just making a seven-inning damn game for two sure. hours instead of three. Sure, sure. I got you. That's it. Speaking of that. Uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, I mean, yeah, like I think history is a big part, though, right? Like
1: It's, it's a huge part. Yeah. Listen, so, I'll play baseball. I don't need this 10-inning rule thing where you put a guy on second. If they mm-hmm. want to go 15 innings, 20 innings. But you're not talking to me. Like I love baseball, so you're not talking to me. You're talking about the average fan, new fans. How do you do that? Shrink the game from nine to seven. Make it more exciting. Make the middle innings not snooze fest, mm. where they don't matter much. Now every inning matters in a seven inning game because you can lose it in the fourth or fifth, yeah. and you don't have enough time to recover. Yeah. In most instances. So, I, I've been saying this for a few years. If you're going to try to tinker every rule around with baseball, why don't you just tinker with that? the actual length of the games. Mm. And it would save arms at that level. And now what it would do is even shrink the starting pitching from now a five-minute game to down to like three and a half. You might have to alter the wins.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: And again, it would be a damaging blow to the record books Mm. because you would really have to, it would almost be like, one set of record books and then another set of record books because you're talking seven innings instead of nine. Or we might get more extra inning games anyway, and it goes to nine. I don't know. But I just hate all this tinkering. Like we did base size yesterday, right? Make it more exciting because it's now not really 90 feet. We learned that for the first time in 100 years. Pitch clock. Don't step out of the box. Oh, you see the Gator? You see, uh, was it Fabian? Got called out for it was Fab- getting it was out of the box? It was little Fabian, yeah. Oh, it was the other Fabian, yeah. yeah it was little um, brother. Don't see that very often. Hey ump, stay yeah. out of the game, man.
2: I missed this it? one. No, this is so the first game, game Oh uh, no, no, in no, Jacksonville? no, no, no. And I had
1: it. missed it. I didn't see. I heard about it, but I didn't see the video until like yesterday. And basically, he got he didn't like a call, and so he kind of collected himself, got out of the box. Well, I guess the ump had previously warned him to stay in the box. Okay. And so when he left the box and didn't get back in right away, yeah, he called him out. Like, I don't know if I've seen that before. Stupid. I would have lost my it's mind. pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, what, his what dad did on Twitter. Did you
3: see that? Oh, his dad did? Oh. 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 I don't blame oh. his dad. His dad oh. tweeted and was like, I'm glad I didn't go to the game because <laughs> okay. well, it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, let's
1: take it easy, though, on Twitter, you know. <laughs> hey, I would have lost my mind behind, this, behind the backstop, too. Yeah. Not going to lie. <laughs> I already do. Um, are we shocked you're mocking?
2: I think so. I talk baseball I so. all day. Yeah, that I mean, was base- baseball talk.
1: We got, like, odds, and I mean, we could talk Yankees maybe in a little bit about Brian Cashman blaming the cheating Astros on his inability as a Yankees GM to win a World Series since 2009. Yeah. Maybe a little bit later. When does baseball start? Next uh, week. Next week. Okay. Literally we, seven days. We do predictions and everything, like, too? Heck, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to do it. Let's get it. Yeah, like, over, I, got, like, I just got an email about over-unders on, like, guys' home runs and stuff. I love it. I mean, we could do hours and hours. Of this. Yeah, let's do some shock mock, though, Yeah, huh? Yeah. Okay. Shock your yeah. mock. Let's go. Let's get it.
0: It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely
2: will not stop. Ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked
3: and chagrined, Mortified and stupefied.
2: So you're trying to play GM and you started a mock. So I go to my boy, Money Martin, I'll be popping in the truck. We sell the mud. Gonna suck your mother- mouth. Gonna suck your 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 mouth. We don't care if you don't like
1: the new open. We like it. Oh, no. They said they liked it now. Oh, we like it. Yeah. We like the remix. Yeah. All, All right. good, good deal. I, every time that part comes, I'm like, oh, I hope that was
2: silenced. Oh no, yeah, we're no, I, I didn't swear no, it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, yeah. We're catch. wrong. I never you once know. considered dumping it. I was like, he wouldn't do that to me. No, 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 man. That, that, that's my job on the line too. I ain't that stupid. By the way, this was an Instagrammer right here. Instagrammer? Is yeah. This uh, in the DMS. This was in the DMs. Okay, cool, cool. Get down in the DMs. I got hey,
1: people in my DMs now.
2: And, and I so can't like, stress it. this enough. There's a queue, and, and we all have to abide by the queue, right? Because without rules and order, you know what you get? You get chaos. And now already bring enough chaos to shock your mock. We don't need any more in terms of somebody jumping the line. So I see you in my mentions. We will get to you when we get to you. Thank you for your patience. I feel like I'm in customer service right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it, is, it is what it is. We'll see what's <laughs> I up. I mean, you kind of are. Yeah, yeah, I kind of am, I guess. But, like, I'm in customer service. I'm, like, roasting people. So it's like like reverse customer service. (laughs) But with that being said, let's go ahead and go to John Lipsy, who slid into Brent's DMs. Um, Very serious profile picture coming from this guy. It looks like he just got taped up a little bit, got a nice fade going on there. Not sure what kind of vehicle he's driving. Judging by the headrest, it could be anything. It looks modern, though. Looks modern. Looks pricey. We'll, we'll say that for uh, for later. All yeah. right, so let's go uh pick number one. We got Aiden Hutchinson. Not a surprise here. He seems to be the the, the go to guy unless you want to trade with the New York Giants, which I hope that they don't. Um, no, I'm going to say what Ed Hutchinson, we know he brings to the table. Um, he's the guy that's probably going to go number one. This is probably a surefire thing. Not much more to say about it. Good pick, easy pick. It's almost like Trevor Lawrence of last year, I almost feel like, where if I see somebody else, I got to question it a little bit, but I don't, so we progress on. We get interesting. We get juicy. We get controversial with pick number 33. Mm. Now, I'm not sure if John knows... Like, he's taking his picks that are catering to me here because he knows I'm a North Dakota State bison guy. He, he knows I have connections there, right? It, it is the Isle of Scandinavia, Fargo, North Dakota pipeline. A lot of Isle of Scandinavia guys go to North Dakota. So there's a soft spot in my heart for North Dakota State. Might have knew that Trey Lance is going number three since 7649 before anybody else knew about it when we were talking about it on the show. With that being said, Christian Watson. You heard of him, Brent?
1: I, I, say, you know what? Somebody oh told me my, about this kid. Yeah. Somebody said, isn't there a North Dakota State
2: receiver? Yes. This must yes, be. Yes, this guy. is it. That was me that said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the Cedar Bowl. Okay, he did good for himself. Yeah. Let's get to the good first, okay? 6'4, 208 pounds. Get the button ready, Casey. 436! Got rid four, three, six. I am <laughs> Speed. <laughs> That's better than the alert. I like what is that from? Cars. Oh, yeah. Cha All right. So, yeah. So we got Christian Watson. I going to go with like fourth- Top Gun or something. No. So we got Christian Watson, 4'3'6. Absolutely sick. He's got an NFL pedigree. His uh, his uncle, I believe, played in the league as long as his dad has well played safety. So he's got the pedigree there. <laughs> but here's where we kind of go off the rails just a little bit. Yeah, he's a small school guy. It doesn't really matter. Cooper Cup, small school guy. Probably the best wide receiver in the league right now. But all the comparisons that I've been reading about, Lance Zerline called him Donchell Inman. Who does Charles Tr- Inman play for? Do we know where Charles Tr- Is he on the Colts? I don't know. Who, th- this is the comparison on NFL.com is Dontrell Inman. Why do we get these... We, co- why can they compare him to, like, household names, please? Well, I, but that's, that's not a good sign, no. is what I'm saying. And the reason why he's getting compared to this guy is because while he's... While he does have the size and the speed, he's got to refine his, his route running skills a little bit, right? Because... There's feelings at the next level is that he's going to have problems in terms of going against, like, elite cornerbacks yeah. because, once again, he got it done um, in North Dakota State on the outside with speed, but not like Cooper Cup where Cooper Cup's in the slot the whole, the whole time, just burning competition. Yeah. Right? So, unfortunately, pick number 33, I'm a Bison supporter. Let's not get it twisted. But, man, you mean the time there wasn't another wide receiver out there that maybe could come in right away and make a difference with Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, and I think you just
1: said something, a really interesting phrase, right away. Right? I Christian Watson might be good, but is he going to be right away good? Can he help you right now? I don't know. Like, I, I, it's going to be a little bit of a, an acclamation. Yeah, no doubt yeah. from North Dakota State to the NFL. I would yep. think. I would agree with some of those critics that say that. Yeah, and he might be special. He might be really good. Yeah, uh, Cooper
2: For, Cup wasn't this. Yeah. when he first entered the league. For sure but I kind of want instant impact. No, you want instant impact. You know, and I'm not sure if you get that with Christian Watson. So I can't co-sign on this one. Pick number 65. We're going to Oklahoma. <laughs> I didn't know her. Pick number 65. We're taking Perry and Winfrey. Uh, interior defensive line. This is a draft need alert. Which button is that? <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, too many, a, too many it's a draft <laughs> needle. Alarm, like I Casey. saw your eyes scanning. I'm like, how many buttons do you have over there? Wow. It, it's the draft needle. Wait, we got off the rails once so yet. He, so he's out of Oklahoma. <laughs> um, Might be related to Oprah Winfrey. I haven't confirmed that quite yet. Um, Casey, go ahead and give us an Oprah Winfrey button if you got one. Just whatever. Just whatever feels right for you. What? Shout out to Oprah Winfrey, man. <laughs> Shoto, I mean, we get to the oh, win for money and for the stadium. Now we're talking. So it might be a relation. I don't know. I, I haven't deep-dived yet. Um, scouts have said he's got great explosive burst, but he's shown literal. Uh, so he's shown minimal lateral movement. Reminds me of DK Metcalf a little bit, right? When you say he can't move side to side, the shuttle time, not up to par, doesn't really matter. He's an explosive guy. You can coach him up. You can get him better. And he's got a great motor. Now, he's played two seasons for Oklahoma, .5 sacks his first year, five and a half sacks his his second year and he wore i think number eight in college and you know how i like my big boys in the trenches to wear single digit numbers you know why because i trust that they're athletic freaks Mm -hmm. so i'm not mad at this pick it is a need i think he can come in and help the pass rush a little bit not mad at it let's continue on luke luke i'm not your father man and nor do i want to be but you're a great guy because here's why I've talked about him before. This is an elite character guy. Literally the first thing you read about this guy whenever you type in Luke Fortner, uh, elite guy, elite character type of guy. Hmm. That's great. So he's a choir boy. That's fine. I mean, we need some choir boys on the team. We've had choir boys before, but we need choir boys on the team. I'm not mad at it. A little undersized. And I feel like if you're going after the center position at pick number, oh, I'm sorry, picking 70 right now? 70? That's pretty high, right? That's third round. That's pretty high, isn't it? That's really it? third round. It, it, it's pretty high. If you're picking a center at a pick number 70, I'm going to need him to be a little more versatile in case he doesn't beat out Tyler Shetley at the center spot. The issue with Luke Fortner right now is he's a little undersized, and he's strictly a center. They don't feel easy. He can play guard at the next level, strictly center. So now you just spend a third round pick on a guy who may not be your starter day one, and number two, you can't put anywhere else. So you've essentially, as we call in the piz- business, pigeonholed yourself to a, a third round pick that may not contribute the first couple of years i
1: don't like that yeah i don't like that either and And again fortner and center is going to be a position of need i get it i just don't know if in your first four picks you need a center it's primarily mostly going to be a backup unless you went early early which then everybody would hate that too if you went early early with a center and this is the guy that you probably could have taken in the next round Honestly uh, yeah. You know So the third round You're Is a little high Three of the 432 Six
2: round picks And get back in If you like Yeah guys at least so make much. my job easier But here we go Okay What do we got here again Pierre Strong so Get the speed P. alert Speed, speed. But he, he, he's, I him. Oh, speed Scott's got speed Okay 4-3 what, what more do you want From running back Alright Short Stocky He's got speed I like it But here's what I do not like And this is the first time I'm, I'm agreeing here With the PFF app Or whatever this thing is In terms of the grades It'd Give me an F I'm giving it an F because you drafted him way too high. You could have gone probably at pick 157, but you chose to pick him out pick 106. And keep in mind, this is a guy who's supposed to come in and contribute right away. What happens if James Robinson's healthy? What happens if Travis Etienne's healthy? Now where's Pierre Strong going to fit in? So we're, we're, we're like we're reaching on these guys who may not contribute right away. I don't like that. This team didn't lose. All those games last year to have UBI, uh, it could be a luxury pick here, a luxury pick there, a luxury pick here. Don't like it, hate it. I mean, I like Pierre Strong, don't get it twisted. Like him a lot. Don't like him at
1: this spot. I love how, like, PFF or whoever this came from is so full of themselves that if you pick a guy higher than they have the guy rated, you get docked. Well, Brent, they don't know what they're doing, though, you know, at PFF. But like, who's winning who's, who's, who's like that like show? Pick number 140 for them. Uh, John says 106, F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, no, well, like I said. Them, uh, and and you, they agree with you. Yeah. If you had picked 150 or 157, they would have given it a day.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time believing that uh, a running back out of South Dakota State is going to go 106. Now, maybe guy, he does. Uh, we're a
1: weekend to shock your mock, and Pierre Strong Jr. is the most popular pick of anybody right now.
2: Well, that uh, and that other guy. Yeah, no, I mean, we've had Luke Fortner, and we've had Pierre and Winfrey, too. Yeah, We have, but I think strong we've had three out of four times. Yeah. I mean, it's it's starting to be consistent here. I don't know how I feel about it. You hey, guys got to Jack g- hey, get creative. Here's a new guy. i pick number 157. We got Tyquan Thornton, track star out of Baylor. Now, Casey, I know you got the speed button ready. I need a different speed button because get ready for this one. Guy ready for force 8 <laughs> ah!
0: Speed.
2: I am... Speed. Girl, four two eight! You see how my, my, my voice got that four two eight <laughs> You know how fast that is? Chris Johnson. A- and listen, I don't care what the grade says D th- he the guy led a four two eight! That's fast. Okay, but now let's okay. So the Baylor spieler. just recruits track that's, guys. That's that's <laughs> the that's the positives, right? But I'm a realist, I'm a black and white kind of dude. Now we gotta have some real talk here. Let's settle down to four two eight talking the four two eight tones. And now let's get back to what we're, we're meant to do here and shock people's <laughs> mocks. Yes, he ran a four two eight. Yes, he's a bona fide track star. But scouting report after scouting report, and this is a Lance Zerline quote, says that he is bone thin. Okay, mm-hmm. and when I hear bone thin, I think of Jack Skeleton from Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, <laughs> That skinny, and if you see any tape on this guy, he really is that skinny. And there's a belief that there's not a lot of room to put muscle on because, once again, you Jack Skeleton from Nightmare Before Christmas. So, at least you didn't say I think a tie. Ty. No, 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 for sure. No, the tie's a good. Tie. I picked Murray State for the bracket this year. I, I don't have no problem with Ty anymore. How'd that work out? <clears throat> Not not too good, Casey. Thank you for asking. So, we got Jack Skeleton playing. Yeah, can he get you some speed? Absolutely. But it comes with a risk. He's undersized. In the right possibility, you can use him, but it's supposed to be another weapon for Trevor Lawrence. Pick 157. I'm not mad at this pick because it's more of a, okay, let's wait and see what happens with with Tyquan Thornton. But once again, you talk about the most... You know, probably the deepest wide receiver class of all time. And you got a guy from North Dakota State who might need some time to develop. And you got a guy from Baylor who there's a lot of big questions of, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of questions. Tyquan right
1: Thornton, here. by the way, is the guy like, you go out to training camp and you watch him like, Oh, this guy's this going, going to be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, yeah, how yeah. fast this guy. I've never seen yeah. a guy this fast yeah. on a Jacksonville field, yep. which, by the way, four two eight would be like that. I think, like, Chris Claybrooks was really fast. Yep. I uh, remember the Witherspoon kid when you played Actually, yes. as a kick returner. He was really slight yep. of uh, uh, he was a cornerback. Yep. He was fast. And it did nothing? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah.
2: it didn't matter because if the wind blew 25 miles an hour, he fell over. Yep. So now John Lipsy <laughs> said, "We have a pick 180 here. John Lipsy said, you know what? Hey, Trevor Lawrence, we're going to help you out, man. We're getting these weapons, right? You, it's like you're John Wick right now, and you're going through the gun chambers. You're getting all the, the best guns, the, the M16s, the AK-47s, the PP9, whatever you, you got. I think he had a PP90 for a little bit. We're getting you all the weapons, right? So we get you Josh Johnson out of Tulsa. Well, let's do the research on Josh Johnson. Keep in mind, uh, PFA gave this guy an A, all right. Now he, he's supposed to go at 142, got him at 180. Huh. I wonder why Josh Johnson fell on to pick 180. Well let's go to the deep diving research. Josh Johnson ran a 4-6 to at his pro day. The end, next person. Uh Adam Anderson. Yeah, hey, hey, if you're on 4-6, the end. Uh if you're a vocal, if you're a wide receiver and I'm seeing in the 4-6 category, the end. Alright, so let's go to pick 188. Adam Anderson Might be my most And the, once again I see he gets on this pick I don't understand why This could be The, the, the best pick Of this guy's draft here huh. um, Besides Aiden Hutchinson We'll see But uh, I like Adam Anderson A lot Very versatile 6-4 Around the 230 range That's what you want Out of an edge guy Especially in a 3-4 defense I'm not mad at this one uh, I know I'm kind of Grilling this guy right now And John Lipsy I'm not mad at this one. Right. not at home at the end. I'm not mad Anchored it. away. Yeah. N- wow. n- nice and done. Now, you haven't redeemed yourself from Josh Johnson running a 4-6 and Tyquan Thornton being Jack Skeleton and Pierre Strong going a little too quick and Luke Fortner can't play guard. You haven't redeemed yourself from that quite yet. Now, if Perry Winfrey is related to Oprah Winfrey, then maybe you did redeem yourself. But we still have to figure that out to be continued. All right. So we got Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin, the Kimberly Papermaker. You know, hey, do you know what you know a papermaker is? <laughs> no. Casey, you know what a paper maker is? is yes. a uh, game? Guess. No. it's that a game? Yeah, oh, you're, that you're, was paper boy. You're not going to name your high school yeah. after, after a game? I, <laughs> I, guys, I need guesses. What is a paper cool. maker? Uh, dude, the cut down trees. I mean, that's that would be a lumberjack, but yeah, you're in the white ballpark. What is a paper maker? felt good. No idea. It, it's a bee. Oh. It's, it's called a paper maker. A bee? A bee. A honeybee? That's not a honeybee. That's it's, a different It's it's, it's more like a, like, like a wasp or a hornet would be. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A little fun fact here on Shock and Lock, by paper the way. Maker. It's called the Papermaker. And so, Logan Bruss? Yes. His nickname is a Papermaker? H- h- he's a Papermaker from Kimberly. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Kimberly, Wisconsin. Not much going on there. There's a paper mill, by the way, too. Smells, Smells like, bad. oh my... <laughs> Those paper mills, man. Those are tough. Why would you ever want to go to school in Kimberly, Wisconsin? I have no idea, but apparently he had success. He's going to the league now. But he's going to the league at pick 197. Why is that, Brent? Well, because he had a little problem in college, was brought in to be one of those bona fide classic Wisconsin tackles, was a little shaky. There's a thought at the next level, Logan Bruss will be playing guard and not tackle due to his athleticism. Okay, so now you've now you got your guard. we we figured it out. We're at pick 197 right now, and we got a potential guard. I don't like that, Brent. Mm, you know 200 some picks in almost. Because it's a draft need alert, and we haven't addressed that need until pick 197. Enough good. said. All right, pick 198. We're going Derek Dees Jr. once again. We had this guy yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I want to make a joke about the, uh, his name. Not going to say it quite yet. But we'll I'm get him t- tomorrow. You but, have to but, do but it. I'm going to tell you right now, if I keep seeing Derek Deese Jr. on my Shock Your Mock screen, I'm going to make the joke, and I'm probably going to get in trouble. So if you guys <laughs> want to see that. If you guys want to see me go away for an extended period of time with a pretty sweet apology, well, then keep throwing Derek Deese Jr. in the shocking mock, and I'll let you know what I got for you. But until that time, you know what you get with Derek Deese Jr.? You're getting a guy who's... Eh, just okay in the receiving game is a hell of a run blocker. A guy you want on goal line. Um, Strong, aggressive. I said it yesterday. It's like me playing tight end. That's what he brings to the table. It was an A according to Pro Football Focus. Whatever. Uh, We don't believe them anyways. Uh, Linebacker Aaron Hansford rounding out the list at 222 linebacker. And then we got more defensive line depth with DJ Dale out of Alabama. Pick 235.
1: There you go. Uh, That is John Lipsy's mock, and it has been shocked.
2: Yes, and by the way, the overall grade on PFF says B. I'm going to give it a... Uh, <laughs> and there you go. Give me a hell yeah! <laughs> oh, by stone the way, cold? Big Diesel, he's got you
1: uh, he, he's got you in a lot of trouble here on YouTube. I severely disagree with the take on Watson though. He loves the Watson pick at thirty three. See this I, is gonna be a star.
2: Yeah. I love the Watson pick more in the third round than the second round. Well, yeah, we'll see yeah. what uh, where
1: he dips to and who else is available. And
2: and and, and, and I'm a bison
1: believer, too. I know.
2: I got sources there. <laughs> I got sources. <laughs> do do I not have sources in North Dakota State? That's true, you do. I mean the the source said what? That Trey Lance is going number three overall, and what else does the source say? That uh, James Robinson was going to be a beast. Yes. W- was, was the source wrong? source
1: was right. Was the source wrong? Enough said. And as they say, Matt Jones says, James Robinson says, I ran a
2: 4-7. But he's not a receiver. He's not a receiver. It's not your job to run that fast if you're running back. Derrick Henry said, well, Derek Henry's pretty fast. Yeah, he's gonna... That's not fair. That's not You can't be that big
1: and that fast. Yeah. We'll be back. Yeah. Action for Shax on ESPN at 690. Send your shock, your mocks in. is for Shots on ESPN six ninety. Wow, this is a little blast from the past. John Bachman's in the house. Man, it's so old so nice. to
0: be here. Man, Man it's back together. Guys, Brent, you guys haven't changed at all. And is back to together. You dressed up for the occasion. Yeah, I know. I know. I ran right off the set. He <laughs> <laughs> said, be here at 4.30. I said, okay, I better do it. You've never looked better, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, the new cameras on CBS 47 oh. and Fox 30. Yeah. Just
2: fantastic. I have
1: to I'm layer really- on an Where extra list.
0: Look at this. Look at
2: that. Where is, Where oh, is yeah. Austin Lane? Oh, yeah, John. Part of I'm, I'm a part of the Action News family now, by the way, too. Right. Austin Lane's doing, like, Grammy preview TV work In the morning show Yeah That's what I hear Yep How about that Look at that There it is That's uh, pretty good uh, (laughs) You can adjust the hat I know I'm trying to (laughs) Well we talk about Grammys and stuff uh, yeah, so uh, I gave a nice Olivia Rodrigo breakdown. So get ready for for that uh, tomorrow morning. Excellent. Well, Along with some other stuff. Tomorrow so morning, CBS forty seven for Fox yeah. 30, Grammy yeah. coverage
1: begins. Yeah. I was I was happy with it. Uh, right now, Brent Martino, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, joined by Action News, Jackson John Bachman, and professional golfer Len Matisse. Len Matisse, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm
3: doing fantastic, guys. And- I wouldn't doubt that if Bachman uh, pulled a hammy when he came over there. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. I did hurt my toe.
2: That's another story. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's wearing the shoes,
3: too, man. Yeah, those are nice-looking right shoes. Right in here, they, they hurt really yeah. bad. He, because you. he is getting up in age. But I'm not saying
1: anything. <laughs> Len, uh, Len's out in Biloxi, Mississippi. You got an event this week, huh?
3: Oh, yeah, enjoying the food out here. The Biloxi Gulf course incredible. But, uh, yeah, Monday qualified into the Champions event, the Rappascan uh, invitational here on champions. So I'm looking forward to a good week. We start tomorrow.
1: That's awesome. Uh, John Bachman, tell us a little bit about uh, the play day that we're wearing the hats for you guys. You and Len started
0: this few years back when the pandemic and it's been a big success. Well, we, we did. We started it three years ago when our, uh, big fundraiser for, for first tee, the taste of golf, which we are still holding this year. In fact, it's back to normal this year for the first time. But back then when they had to cancel it for the, for the pandemic, Len and I were uh, out there banging balls and decided this would be a good way to do it. And, yeah, for the last couple of years, we've done this, and we've managed to raise about $20,000 for the first tee. It's um, What it is, basically, it's, it's changed over the years, but essentially this is it. You donate to the first tee, North Florida, n- between now and Sunday, and for every $10 that you donate, you enter to win a round of golf for you and a friend at the stadium course with Len Matisse. And I'm telling you, that is priceless. And really it's I mean, you think about it, I think they're charging like eight hundred dollars a person there. Is that what it is this now? I think it's something like that. Oof, so you know, it. think about that. It's yeah. it's pretty great. And Len Matisse is not only a great golfer, but as you can tell he likes to have a good time.
1: Yeah, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, Len Matisse, uh, this has been fun to put your name around. And obviously, first year North Florida does fantastic things. But also, uh, you've had memorable moments at the TPC Sawgrass. And, and how fun was it playing out there with the winner of last year a couple of weeks ago?
3: Yeah, we just got it done uh, with, with Bachman. And uh, the winners, uh, they were actually from Canada. We had a great time, and, you know, they, they donated 30 or $40 to, to come play, and they were actually the winners. So it's a lottery pick on whoever donates for this year. And, you know, like John said, if someone donated $100, they'll have 10 chances to win, and it all goes into a pick. We'll probably do that uh, first week of April. Uh, right after this thing's done. And people have the ability to donate all the way up until April 3rd, probably 8, 9 o'clock at night. So even if it's just $10, you know, they, it's a donation to the first tee. And, you know, hats off to Bachman because John came to me um, back when we when we originally did this, and he says, I want to do something to get the community involved. And I said, what do you have in mind? So we threw out, out some ideas, and, and this came, you know, To to fit, So um, hats off to John. He's on the board of the first tee. And as you know, I'm a big supporter of the first tee. And it's the way we can grow the game of golf.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, And uh, listen, this is a great week. Everybody's got fever, right? It's Masters on the horizon. Tiger might play. We'll be in Augusta next week. And and this is the time you're going to get this rain out of here. But I think actually the rest of the weekend looks really good, John, for this. So golf fever is uh, here.
0: Yeah, I mean, the courses are crowded and golf has taken off during the pandemic and since the pandemic. And so, yeah, originally the idea was to get people to play golf yeah. and then, you know, take some pictures, post pictures. That's why we have the hashtag play day there. Uh, and we still want people to do that. I think now it's just kind of, you know, gotten to the point where, hey, just just donate and, and try to win this thing and do what you can. But if you if you want to post some pictures of getting out there and play today, uh, play in Thursday, I mean, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, we'd love to engage with you. Len is really good at trash talking. Uh, he might be busy um, this weekend because he's going to go low, go low, Len, t- uh, you know, in this tournament yeah. this weekend. But he always makes time to talk trash. I know he has plenty of material he's practiced <laughs> on, on in the course of the <laughs> Well,
3: and John, you mentioned. John, we, okay, we had a great, ahead, time. John, how had can a great you time playing <laughs> TPC. So, it, you know, and if, and again, if people want to donate 10 or $20, it, it's all great. My foundation's been able to. Raise over 500000 for the first tee mm-hmm. since we've been doing uh, different events. So, you know, we're just, we, we can't thank enough of the people in Jacksonville supporting uh, kids in golf.
0: John, how can people donate then? Like, where do you yeah, go? So, to and it, we, uh, Len and I are, are, are posting the, the link regularly. I think Brent's done it even oh, as yes, well. So we Austin, uh, I'll share yeah, it with you yeah, so you yeah, can put it do. out there. Um, but it's it's really easy. We just have a link that you go. It's on the First Tee website right now, um, and it's active. You, you know, the the date says April one through April three because originally that's kind of the idea was that we hoped everybody would get out and play this weekend. But the reality is you can donate now and and put your name in the in the pot to to win the prize um, right now. Uh, so you can go there and and check it out at Bachman. And Jack's on Twitter, I believe, is my Twitter handle.
3: <laughs> I yeah. just tweeted so my, my out, too. My website as well, LenMatisse.com as well. Uh, no. We have a great day. The, the, whoever the winner ends up being, they can pick a friend to come play. Stadium course with Bachman and myself. And uh, we'll throw in some merchandise, lunch, round the golf at stadium, and just a great time. So.
0: And by the way, the guy who won it, Earl, Earl and his wife Pam, um you, you mentioned that they're from Canada they're up from in Toronto but they they spend their winters down at Plantation Bay down in Daytona Beach area and um Earl stepped right up like we we were coming to seventeen yeah, and I was kind of feeling trying to feel him out seeing so, you know, like if you wanted to go first or if you wanted to see somebody else go first, I was gonna get ready to go if he wanted me to go he just Stepped right up there, didn't even hesitate. Like, I think he just grabbed his. I mean, I, I, he didn't even think about the club. He did. It was about a 10 mile an hour wind behind us. There was zero hesitation in Earl whatsoever. And he stepped up there and roped it onto the green. Uh, probably about, what did you say, Len, about 15, 20 feet left of the pin? He sure did. And, yep, he and did right on the green. And then he darn near made his birdie putt. Like, I mean, it was close. That's and awesome, then he made an easy, easy three. But I was like, nice. wow. First time, likely only time. And he just. <laughs> It was awesome. That's very cool. Uh, That was his first
1: time,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Len Matisse joined us uh, from Biloxi, Mississippi. He's playing an event, so still playing golf, of course, but doing some fantastic things with his foundation. Len, I wanted to give you a chance to mention your Stop the Bullying campaign as well. You guys have a pretty cool thing happening in the next month. Uh, I think probably less about sports fans related, but still everybody's got kids that can get involved in Duval County, and uh, it's for all Duval County students. Uh, The $2,000 award for the two best projects turned in by students by April 22nd. Can you give us a little bit more about that and how people can get involved?
3: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for mentioning that. Um, They can go on my website, com, and the Stop the Bullying Campaign contest is very front and center. It's open to all middle school students in Duval County. That covers about 25,000 students in uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. All they have to do is create some type of a project uh, uh, that that covers kindness, compassion, and inclusion. Anything like that, they send in the project. It could be simple. It could be complex. And then there'll be a bunch of people voting on it. And if they're the top two uh, projects, then we're happy to give those awards out $2,000 each. And we get that great from fundraising from corporate sponsors. So we're really proud. And this this campaign will go bigger and bigger uh in the in the semesters to come so we're really proud of it and we're just trying to change that atmosphere in school and get kids talking about it's cool to be you know to not bully it's cool to kind of be a friend to somebody it's cool to step up and maybe say some stuff to maybe diminish what's going on uh with with the behavior and all that and trying to uh, turn that energy around.
1: Yeah, maybe never more present with social media and everything else. So uh, good work you're doing, Len Matisse. Uh, give us an update on your game, man. Are you going to play well this weekend or what?
3: Absolutely. I'm playing good. And, you know, when Bachman and I played, I mean, you know, he he saw the the, the consistency with the greens, you know, fairways and greens hit and making some putts. But I feel really good. My body is in good shape, uh, swinging well. I shot a 67 in the qualifying to get here. So, I'm looking forward to, you know, some good scores under par. You know, under par is, a, is is something that I'm shooting for, just three rounds under par. And if I get hot one day and shoot that four, five, six under, then I'll be right up there.
0: Yeah, I got to say, Len, you know, I've had the chance to play with you quite a bit over the last couple of years. And this last time we played, there was, it was as good as I've seen. You are striping it and you're rolling it. And uh, I expect I expect to go low, baby. Go. Yeah, good
1: low. Good yeah, luck, that's
3: right.
2: Hey,
1: Len, Len, get it in now before Tiger turns 50, all right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I that inc- incred- Incredible that he might play in the Masters. It's, 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 it's amazing that, you know, I heard he went up there and played with his son Charlie, and he probably got a feel for what his body, you know, that's the hilliest course on tour. That one in Kapalua, you know, in Maui. So, um, you know, when, when, when players have to walk that course after Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's not over. You still got to play Saturday and Sunday and very fatiguing, uh, you know, with all the golf balls we hit as well. So I think he's getting a feel of what, you know, the recovery, you know, what he can do, um, not just one round, but, you know, four or five rounds put together.
0: Do you think he goes there and, and, and does what he did without really thinking he can't do it? In other words, I, there's no way he's not playing, isn't there? Well, he might get Charlie up there just for a round, what the heck, right? I know, <laughs> yeah. but would he do, do it the week before the Masters, though? No, nah, he knows know. better than that, right? What do you better. think, Len?
3: I mean, he's, he must you think he's what? in for right? He's thinking about that right now. He, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking he's thinking, can I, can I put this together? You know, he doesn't want to just do it for two or three rounds. No. I mean, if, if he's playing he'll feel like he can he can go Win. through the fourth round as strong as he did the first round and i don't know physically it takes a big toll on that golf course so We'll soon find
1: out. Yeah, and I don't know if he thinks he can win or not, but he, he, he's he got to believe he's not going to go shoot 80-81. You know, I mean, that's obviously... I just can't. don't
0: see him playing unless
1: he thinks he can win. Well, I mean, that's, that's what just the says. way Tiger is. But, yeah. And I thought he hit the ball well in that father-son challenge, like, back in December. I mean, yeah. But still, walking... Len's right. I, I said it yesterday on the show, also two days ago. I said, that course, man, it's a harder walk, than, especially if it you're is. coming off what kind of injury he's coming off. Yeah. The only time it's flat is when it's on your TV. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: very true. <laughs> hey, Len Matisse...
3: T- you know, I... Oh, I, I, I Honestly, like, I played 18 holes Monday and Tuesday uh, the year I played well there against Mike Weir, and, you know, I was feeling it on Thursday, Friday, you know, and then the adrenaline kicked in on the weekend, you know, and um, everybody feels it. And I I heard Chris DeMarco talk about it. Uh, A lot of guys talk about it, you know, how physical it is. So he's probably getting a feel of, like, you know, how that recovery time is. And, uh, you know, um, I I hope he does play. Yeah. be great. Yep. You know, it golf does, golf so.
0: would be better
1: for it. For yeah, sure. be good. Len that's Matisse, right. uh, golf's better because you're in it as well. Uh, good luck with the Stop the Bullying campaign. Good luck this weekend, and, and uh, hope Play is a big success as well. Thanks for taking some
0: time.
3: Thank you, guys.
0: You bet. Uh, that's Len Matisse. John Bachman, good to have you back, man. Hey, it's so good to be here. It's so good to be partnering with a good guy like Len Matisse. That is the real deal right yeah, there. I really mean, here. He's, he's a heck of a golfer, but he's an even better human being. So yeah. Um, there's a a lot of folks in Jacksonville who are rooting for him in Bloxy today. We uh,
1: tweeted that out. We'll continue to share it and also uh, if you're interested in the Stop the Bullying campaign for uh, middle school students, we'll share that and I think uh, we'll be doing some stories on that in Action News Jack's coming up over uh, the next few weeks too but you have until April 22nd. Get the kids involved in that and
0: a $2,000 award isn't too shabby either. Not too shabby. Hey listen, donate to Play Day, First Tee. Maybe we'll get a round out of TPC Sawgrass Stadium course. Uh, Look forward to it and Brent, thanks for the time. Awesome. Great to see you, man. Great to see you, man. Stay casual. It's a nice hat. It's the
1: first, I can't remember if I've ever seen you in a hat. I'm honored. Uh, I don't rock them a lot, but when I do, hey, I'm glad to do it in front of John Bach there, man. Play day hats. I got you, man. All right, Bachman, don't hurt yourself going downstairs.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love Love you. you See (laughs) you on TV at (laughs) 5 o'clock. CBS
1: 47 uh, coming up at 5 o'clock. All right, we'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.